Thank you for joining us for the Local Church Podcast. At Local Church, we value each person's unique experience with faith and hope this message impacts you today. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much. Uh, Especially thank you to Sabrina and Savannah. Um, (laughs) Those guys are the best. I really appreciate you guys. Um, Yeah, every time uh, you guys are either on screen at worship nights or in person on Sundays, um, you bring joy to people's lives. So let's give it up for Sabrina and Savannah. There's nothing better than hearing the uh, the sound of just yourself clap. But hopefully you guys were clapping. Um, guys, most of you know me. If you don't, I'm Chris. Um, I'm the worship and video pastor here at, at Local. Um, some of you know me, um, but maybe some of you don't know my wife. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, at uh, like youth conferences and stuff, or, or a, a guest speaker comes to a church, and it's like a younger guy. Um, he's, he's like fresh married. Um, and has a young wife and he always does a thing where he goes, babe, come on. Like, hey, everyone, this is my wife. Babe, stand up. Um, I always thought that was cringy, but I'm like, I want to do that to Marley. Um, unfortunately, this isn't in person, but um, watch out for the 3 p.m. service. I might get her to do the stand up. Um, but maybe I'll ask the, uh, the video guy to chuck a photo up of her. That's me. Just kidding, just kidding. I'm the video guy. Um, actually, that might come in handy, hey? For the the video, like me being the video guy, like if I say anything stupid. All right, preach already. Uh, we want to see if you're good or not. I right, check your heart, eh? Today's message I've titled "Authentic Worship." Um, I've been given this amazing opportunity to uh, be, like I said, the the video and worship pastor here at local. Um, massive thank you to to everybody who who gave you know in in, in the good works offering uh, to Levi and Nadia to um, so many people who have just uh, believed in me and encouraged me and and thank you to Jesus for the gifts that he's given me um, and I'm just hoping that um, I'm a vessel for his kingdom in this role um, I never thought I would be uh, on staff at a church especially in this worship position um, but growing up I had a lot of people speaking. Uh, words that made it seem like one day I would. Um, and I don't think I'm a super stubborn person, um, but sometimes the more someone says these things to you that you're like, nah, I don't really see that. It makes you want to dig your heels in deeper. Um, and so I was like, nah, that'll never happen to me. I just want to be the guy who kind of jumps around on the instruments. Um, that's what I find really fun. I'm never going to be working at a church, let alone like, you know, being, being a worship pastor. Um, but one of the main things that I heard a lot, and, and I, I don't say that to boast, I, I really hold that with, with weight is, um, uh, Chris, when you lead, it's genuine. Um, Chris, the, the worship that um, we see you uh, putting out on the stage and, and with your team is, is authentic. Um, and so I thought, like, what does that mean? And what does the Bible say about that? Um, and, you know, this is the We Are Local series. And so I wanted to, um, you know, without taking um, the lyrics from that song, coming back to the heart of worship, but I want to um, dive deeper into authentic worship. Um, in the last decade, maybe a bit more, but this is when I've sort of noticed it. I've noticed people um, longing for authentic uh, relationships, of authentic communications, authentic communities. Um, you know, more than just uh, surface level chats, more than just uh, words. Um, people want the heart behind it and people want um, honesty, uh, heart on the sleeve type things, you know. Um, I think it really resonates with us. Um, And so I dug around online and apparently it's not just in conversations and relationships that we're longing for this type of stuff, this authenticity. Studies also show that 90% 
of consumers said they're looking for authenticity when deciding what brands they'll support. So not just cool products anymore, not just cool, cool things, uh, you know, materialistic stuff. Uh, people want a heart behind it. They want a reason to, to stand with it. Um, you know, whatever it is, the company, the person. How does the dictionary define authentic? Uh, check that one out. I thought it was really cool. Made or done the same way as an original. Uh, don't ask me why, but the first thing that I came to, came to my head when I thought of, oh, okay, what's a good authentic example? I, I jumped to salsa. Um, so Marley's mum grew up in Texas, um, ha had an uncle who was from Mexico and um, he would make apparently this authentic salsa, passed it on to uh, Marley's mum, she probably asked for it because everybody asks for it and then obviously Marley sort of took it on too. A few of you guys have actually had it um, and everybody mentions how good it is. Uh, I reckon it's good because it's authentic. Uh, what does Marley say? She says it slaps. <laughs> Not quite sure what that means, but Marley goes, oh yeah, it slaps. Um, we're, we're like drawn to the authentic salsa rather than, um, you know, the stuff out like Loblaws or um, shoppers even in the, in the chip aisle. There's always the little uh, jar of salsa next to the chips. You grab the chips, ah, oh, perfect salsa, walk out. It says salsa on it and someone has made or created salsa, don't get me wrong, um, but at the heart of it, deep down inside, it's not, it's not salsa. It's not authentic salsa. Um, but let's see what happens when I stop talking about uh, authentic food and start talking about authentic worship. There might be a reason our hearts long for authenticity as perhaps it's at the heart of our creator, especially when it comes to worship. In the next few minutes, uh, I'd like to talk about authentic worship, uh, what I believe the Bible says about it and encourage us that if we live what I'm going to say out um, I believe you'll experience purpose and authentic worship. And everybody said, Amen. I used to drive past churches and see like those, um, you know, billboard signs where you can attach the letters to. Um, and I would always see the phrase worship service, you know, starts at 10, um, 10 to 11. And uh, I'd always think, wow, that's a long time for a band to play music. A one hour slot out of church, uh, I wonder what time the uh, uh, priest is or the preaching, you know, I didn't really know all the words yet. Um, until one day when I, I got invited to church and I stepped in um, and the band played for 15 minutes and then got off. Even though the worship service was from 10 to 11.30. So I thought, does that mean worship continues after the band gets off the stage and for the rest of the service? Um, as a worship pastor, I can tunnel vision into singing and music, um, but the Bible talks about other ways in which we express our worship to God. Hence the term worship service and why there's more after the singing. First one is obvious though, one of the first ones is singing. Ephesians 5.19 says, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Singing make music from your heart to the Lord. You know, like, thank you for having me. Like I could, I could end it there. I could turn off the cameras, I could cut myself in the edit. Uh, Landon's picks, quick, quick one of these. Um, another, I'll move on though, another aspect, uh, praying. We pray during uh, church too, um, during worship services. Um, I think it's through prayer that an open door of communication um, is made with God. Matthew 6, 7 says, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. 
This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, as I go through these aspects um, and these verses, uh, if, if you can, maybe like look out for a little bit of a theme as I want to reveal something. Um, I just think it's really cool. I'm going to be, you know, reading these different scriptures that align with, uh, I think, the different sort of aspects of a worship service. Um, and I think they all have this theme. And I think it's so cool how the Bible does that. Um, you can... The whole Bible. Uh, we were talking about this in in, a, in our staff meeting last week. Um, you leave Bible saying like maybe three continents. You know, it was written from people from three different continents over thousands of years. Um, different people holding the pen. Yet it all, it all, it all clicks and it doesn't contradict itself. I think I think that I mean yeah, that's amazing. Um, the next one, preaching. Second Timothy three sixteen to seventeen says. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I think as we get to know God, we worship him all the more. The more he is revealed to us, the more we'll want to worship him. I think of, um, I think of Marley again. Uh, the, the more I got to know Marley, the more it's it's real right the more you love that person the more you want to spend time with that person um yet for some reason it's, that doesn't always click with us with god it's a shame maybe because he's not physically sitting there um but the re the, the second you you do start spending time with him you you notice that change instantly yet for some reason we don't it doesn't click it doesn't click um but the more he's revealed to us the more we want to worship him so preaching next one giving 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7 says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I think when you, when you give in support of the advancement of Christ's kingdom, um, when you give for the support of the gospel, um, the Bible says in Philippians 4.18 that Paul views this type of financial support as a fragrant offering, a sacrifice, acceptable and pleasing to God. I think that's really cool. Um, next one, communion. Uh, Matthew 26, uh, yeah, and then 26 to 28 says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Communion allows us to remember and focus on the greatest gift ever given to humanity. Um, it's an occasion of uh, oneness, a time for us to bond with our saviour. Uh, so sort of those three, three, four, five, I think five those aspects that I listed off there, um, I went through them all because I don't want us to forget that worship's not just singing and tunnel vision into that area and then potentially switch off in a couple of aspects for the rest of the service. Sure, we might be listening, um, but I think there's more to it and I, I want to I reveal that. Um, these elements um, do offer us more opportunities 
as worshippers. Um, it surprised me, but not everyone is musical. <laughs> we all resonate with different mediums, um, even in life, you know, when we're learning, um, living and working, people um, use their different skill sets or the way that they learn, teach or engage um, differently to, to make things easier for either the learner or for the teacher, whatever it is, right? We all, we all have these different mediums that we jive with. I think this is awesome and that there's different channels in which we then have more opportunity um, as worshippers to, to channel that. Um, however, I don't want that to uh, be an excuse for us to only dial into our favourite medium and then leave the rest for the others when that's their favourite medium too. Um, for example, uh, I don't know if you guys met him last week, uh, an amazing guy um, and his wife uh, joined us just, just for the weekend in town, um, Cam and Michaela. Cam, I think he said he was 80% deaf um, and I believe that means when he doesn't have his, when he doesn't have his uh, implant on. Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, slightly deaf um, and uh, sh actually struggles with worship music. So one of the first times he chucked on the, the implant, went into church and listened to worship. Um, I think he, he mentioned that he, he couldn't handle it and he had to leave. It was just noise. It was just loud noise. Um, and so he's learned that worship isn't just the music. Um, he still sees the words, sings the words, and from his heart um, pours out his praises. And I think, I mean, Jaden and I chatted about this one day. If that doesn't wake you up to say, oh, I'm not feeling the, the drums in this song, or, you know, this isn't my style of music, you know, I'm gonna just like wait until the giving section where maybe giving is your, your medium, your channel, or I'm gonna wait until communion because I'm a really tactile learner and I like symbolic, things and, and, and it's artistic and I can really go, mm, yeah, the, the bread and the blood. A, a deaf guy is choosing to worship through music when he can't hear it and he hears it as noise. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, that's our wake up. Um, but I think there's a theme running through these, these different aspects. Um, Ephesians 5.19, um, the, the singing one, it says, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit Singing make music from your heart to the Lord. So sing, sing and make music um, is, uh, you know, an act shown. Um, but it adds, right, from your heart to the Lord. So an attitude from the soul, deep down a feeling of, of respect. Um, Tamara, I believe in her testimony, shared about Sean Mendes. Um, and I wonder, I wonder why that caused him to... to to you know, cry or, or break. Um, he's clearly a musical guy, and so music for him is something that can potentially break down walls and, and, and cut through and pierce and get inside. And so I believe it got to his heart. And I think he reacted um, the way he was designed to, the way we're designed to. It wasn't a human nature, I think it was a spirit nature, um, a longing for, for something. Um, I think that's really cool. And I also think he was listening to Maverick City, I believe. Um, and I also believe just authentic worship there. Um, and I think that can be contagious for outsiders. Um, and so if someone like Shawn Mendes is, is potentially getting walls broken down and feeling purpose and feeling a longing for, for something, um, I think that's awesome. And I think we can learn from that. Moving on. Uh, where am I? Praying. The next one, and when you pray, an act shown, 
Um, it says, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they will think they'll be heard because of their many words. Missing the second part, do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, I was looking up hallowed. I wanted to make sure I'm like understanding this. Um, and it means that we ask that his name be kept holy among us and in our lives. In this petition, we ask God to let all that we think, say and do bring glory and honor to his name. So there it is again, the second part, an attitude, a feeling deep down of, of respect mixed with fear and wonder. Next one, preaching. You know, 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, all scriptures God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Teaching, rebuking, correcting, that's an act. Servant of God, training in righteousness, righteousness is an attitude, a feeling of respect mixed with fear and wonder. Second one again, hand in hand. Giving, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give, it's an act, that's an act shown, what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, a heart behind it, an attitude, a feeling of respect mixed with fear and wonder. Communion, the next one, Matthew 26, 26 to 28. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink from it. That's an act, an act shown. Um, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink from it, all of you. That's the act. Communion is remembering. It's Jesus' blood poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. It's not just drinking juice or wine, going through the motions, eating bread, calling it a day, communion out the way. Didn't mean to do that. Taking time, I'm a rapper. Taking time to remember what he did. Um, so remembering, letting it seep in um, spirit to spirit, a feeling of respect and attitude again, uh, mixed with fear and wonder with the act. Uh, this theme of an act shown mixed with a feeling, an attitude deep down of, of respect mixed with fear and wonder runs through all of these elements. Um, I think that's so cool. Um, like I was saying, how the Bible is just backing up the Bible. It, it can't be shaken. Um, and, and just like I was saying earlier, that even that in itself makes me want to worship. Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. So good, so true. Um, check out how it says to worship God. With reverence and awe. I was like, all right, let me just dive deep into what these words mean so I'm not just going, oh yeah, with like a, with a, oh, and oh, we love you. Um, reverence means honor or respect shown. So sort of more like a verb, you know, an act. You know the emoji of the eyes? Honor or respect shown. That was reverence. Awe means a feeling of respect mixed with fear or wonder. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken, 
Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, an act and an attitude. I love it. I love it. The act and the feeling. Um, the act and the attitude for authentic worship. Um, notice the acceptably too though, right? Let's go back quick, yeah? Uh, receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Um, the reason I want to bring up the acceptably though is because the, the attitude and the act have to be God honoring. Um, the act has to be true, it has to be biblical, uh, you know, to what the Bible's saying about, about worshiping. Um, you can't just make something up, uh, you know, make up a doing thing and say that this is the act. Um, I, I was thinking, like, what's a, go, a, a good example? Um, and imagine me running around the city chopping everybody's bike chains and then going, that's my act. Deep down inside me is the feeling of Jesus breaking my chains and setting me free. This is just the act part inside, in, you know, in the spirit. Ah, yeah, Jesus breaking chains. I don't think Jesus wants us to just run around breaking bike chains. I think he wants us to stick to what the Bible says is true um, and, and allow our act, that first part, the reverence to, to be uh, God honoring. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there before we just start saying, oh, it's an act and a feeling and then uh, slipping in whatever things into those two slots. It says uh, acceptably, I worship God acceptably with reverence and all. Um, this is what the Lord is seeking. Jesus sets the standard for authentic worship. John 4, 23, 24 says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is Spirit and His worshippers must worship Him in the Spirit and in truth. Worshipping God isn't just a website fill-out form, one of these things where you can write the number and click the button, even if you're whatever it is, not that person, not of age. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't know you. You're just typing in the right words. God's not that. You can't just say the right words, sing the right words. Um, you can't just um, pa uh, pass the cup and bread and, and eat. You can't just uh, pray and speak words, babbling like pagans. You can't just... Um, uh, give a little bit and and be annoyed by it you can't just um you know pass off uh preaching and teaching there has to be the second part there has to be the spirit part the attitude part the uh um what was i using earlier feeling the feeling um he is spirit and so it has to be spirit too and truth um but lastly, that, that verse again, that John 4, 23 to 24, look at this. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship the Father. Why the Father? Um, he created us. Uh, we were designed to worship him. We were in relationship with him, worshiping him. Sin ruined that. And now we battle with worshiping things of the earth. Um, it's because of that temporary fulfillment that a lot of these things in, in, the, in the world can give us. Um, they're either more visibly there in front of our eyes 
or that temporary fulfillment for whatever reason seems more inviting. Um, but it's always something for us, you know, the reason we will typically worship things of, of the earth. Um, I, I, I was thinking worship outside of God is because it's going to, you know, it's going to. It's going to do something. So worship outside of God is because it's going to. Worship to God is because he did. I think there's a massive difference. We're not looking for anything. It's because he did. It's already there. It's forever. It's not a temporary thing that's going to do something for me. We worship God because he did. It's through Jesus that we can worship the Father. He sent his son, Jesus, who died in our place, took on our sins, defeated sin and the grave, sits at the right hand of the Father. It's through him that we then worship the Father in truth and spirit. No matter the day, no animals or sacrifices, no precise feet, you know, placement or geographical location, wherever, in truth and spirit, because of Jesus to the Father. John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So through the Son, we worship the Father. It's what we were made to do. He made a way when there was no way. If you want to come back to what you were designed to do, worship our Father, our Creator. Do so through Jesus. Believe in Him. Trust Him. Thank Him. Praise Him. Sing to Him. Talk to Him. Give to Him. Speak about Him. Remember Him. The closer we get to Jesus, the more we will worship God. It's all because of Jesus that we can worship in truth and in spirit. Authentic worship. If you're listening today um, and you don't think that you can worship in truth and spirit because you don't have an active relationship uh, with Jesus, I at one point didn't either. I uh, actually grew up in a primary school in the UK where we sang Bible songs in assemblies. We had assemblies every day, like half an hour, not long, and sang these songs. I still remember them. I could sing them right now. I'm really tempted to. I'm trying to be smart and not. Um, I was singing words. I was, I was singing Bible verses. The act was there, but there was no spirit. There was no heart behind it. It, it didn't reach. Um, Romans 10.9 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart. There it is again, act and feeling, attitude, deep in your heart, spirit, truth and spirit. Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. If you want to make that decision today, uh, in the chat, there's, there's going to be a button um, that, that you can click. Um, people are going to come come around you. Um, and and if you, if you want an active relationship with Jesus today, if you want to worship the Father, if you want to find purpose, if you want to come back to what you were designed to do, you can pray this prayer. It goes like this. Dear Lord, I thank you that you died for me. I thank you that you forgive me. And today I accept you into my life.
as my Lord and Saviour. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amazing, 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 amazing. The best decision you'll ever make. I trust that you walk in that, you walk in that purpose, you walk in, in the steps of, of worship. Um, and I trust that today you guys appreciate um, a worship service, not necessarily just the worship singing, not necessarily just the praying in church, not necessarily just giving, preaching, communion. I trust that um, this message has reminded us and drawn us back to some key, uh, some key aspects, the truth and spirit, and that we, even if it's not our channel, we can spend our lives worshiping no matter the medium. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, just absolutely love this series, We Are Local, and I hope that's given a little bit of a heart behind um, the worship side of, of, of this church and this family. Um, we love you so much. We are so glad you joined us for the Local Church Podcast. To get connected, please follow us on social media and check out our website for groups and other ways to get involved.